everyone. I figure out where to put that paper clip. Today, I was told to keep it short. So today I'll have to, a lot of what I'm going to quote is just references. A lot of it will be references to help you out. So if you're taking notes, I'll try to slow down and give you those references. So if you're writing notes down. But today's topic I thought for a devotional would be, I'd like to reflect on the wonderful inheritance that God will provide us in the future. And as I said already, this is going to be a very brief, brief overview because you really can't cover it in just 15 minutes or even three or four hours. What inspired me was last week, Matthew still had a sermon, which he called First Peter, or First Peter, and it was part two. And he spoke of how the Christian conduct is very important, that we have an inheritance. And me with running into a situation where I may be working on an inheritance, kind of struck a chord. So I thought it would be a wonderful topic today to encourage us. Now Matt used 1 Peter 1, 3, or 1, verse 3 through 4, as one of his references in the past, one of his sermons. And he said in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4, there it goes, they dock some of that out there. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away and is reserved in heaven for you. So this is not just a generic inheritance where it's like from your parents if they pass on and they leave you like a house or a car. This is something that's not going to perish. This is items that are not going to are incorruptible and undefiled and will not perish. Paul actually mentions this as well. We all are familiar with this one as well. When he spoke to the Romans. He was speaking to the Romans as encouragement in Romans 8, 14 through 17. Again, Romans 8, 14 through 17. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we have a little condition with this. We can't, it's not the inheritance and just wide open. If you're led by the Spirit, you are the sons of God. And it says, For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption by which you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself witnesses bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Okay, and this is the good side. If the children then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. So we're heirs with Jesus Christ and with joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I looked that up because I, I happen to remember a scripture somewhere that mentions that. And it was in Hebrews 1, verse 2. And I'm just breaking into thought, but it says, Has in the latter days spoken to us by his Son, Jesus Christ, of course, whom he appointed heirs, heir of all things, through whom he also made the world. And just looking up what that meant, I mean, heir of everything. Think about it. Okay, let's look at the physical plane first, because we don't have enough information about the spiritual plane. We, there may be more than we ever know about there. But God reveals the physical plane to us. 
It's not just the earth. It says in Matthew, in Matthew 5, I think it says that the, the meek shall inherit the earth. We see that in various other places that it talks about inheriting more. Our scientists now, our astronomers, actually look out in the stars, and they thought the universe is 12 billion years old. They're starting to wonder if it's even older, because as we get better telescopes, we see out even further. And there's a ton of, of real estate out there. I mean, a galaxy, I didn't do the research, has like a trillion stars or something like that. These numbers go over my head sometimes. So the point is, it's enough planets, enough, there's enough out there that if we were to inherit it, we'd be awesome there. Um, that's just the physical plane. And who knows what's in the spiritual plane for us in the future, too. But God has, it's not just going to do like, like some people what they do, and they say, here's, here's your inheritance, go do whatever. He's, he's got a little plan for us, which we're going to look a little more detail into. In James, verse, or chapter 2, verse 7. In James, chapter 2, verse 7. Now, James is addressing a situation where some people who didn't have a lot of wealth came into the church and they kind of put them in the, you know, the back and they did some things to them they shouldn't do. You know, we should treat everybody with respect. And here's how he addresses this situation. James says, listen, my brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs to the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? We have a kingdom. That's awesome. Think about it. It's not just he's handing us something. Now we've got something that's a little more perpetual. We know in... We, and we also see this promise also in, in Revelation 20, verse 4. I saw thrones, and they set upon them, and they that sat on, on them, and, ju and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded, and we'll go on a little further and not worship... But the last part says, they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now that is something to look forward to. Like Reggie said in the prayer, you know, the, stre the world's stress. You know, one reason I don't listen to KMRG as much is not that I don't want to hear the news. It's just it's repetitive. You're always hearing a shooting or somebody's stealing or somebody had their car stolen and they shot him anyway. Even though the guy gave them the car. You know, you, the kingdom of God will not be like that. And I'm not going to go into the kingdom of God. That's your personal research, and the holy days will be around the corner soon enough. But that stuff will stop in the kingdom, and we will have a part in it. That's going to be the awesome part, and we're going to know how to do it, how to correct them, too. Instead of just making an off-the-cuff response that we didn't have all the facts. We will have the facts, and we'll go down and say, hey, that's not acceptable. We see also how this is an everlasting kingdom. In Daniel 7, 18, well, I've jumped a little bit. This is just a reference in this case. But Daniel 7, 18, just breaking into the thought of the prophecy. But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Now think about it. It's not just a thousand years now. It's now forever and ever and ever, which is something that, I always said, when I think about life, I can't understand how you can go backwards forever. I can kind of understand sort of how you can go forward. But this will be a forever. In Daniel, just in Daniel 7, verse 27. I'm not going to read the whole thing again, but it's a, just to break into thought, the, the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven, talking about the earthly kingdoms, 
shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. And his kingdom, the kingdom of God, is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominion shall be given to, shall serve and obey him. So that's just awesome. Just to stop for a second, in case I'm going a little fast here, for myself as well. Because I get excited. I like the kingdom of God. But our inheritance is the kingdom. Now, I told this to someone, and I didn't realize he was atheist. He asked, how? Now, what, what do you mean, how? Well, you're only going to live another 40, at best, maybe another 40 years. How can you inherit such a thing? Uh, I kind of, he did, got a little answer he didn't like. <clears throat> I said, I believe there's a God, and I believe there's, a re, there's something beyond our life. And I told him that God will offer us eternal life so that we can be able to take this inheritance. We see this in Romans 6, 23. When sin is being defined, we also learn what it takes to have life. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Okay? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So we have a gift from God of eternal life. And a little more to it. When you read John 3.16, we all know this one. I, I could quote it off the top. It's the first, one, of the, one of the first ones I learned. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth or believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So we're not just going to get it for a temporary time. God has every intention of giving us life. Of course, we've got to do some things to get it, of course, but he plans to give us life, and then he's going to bring us into the kingdom. And it's just awesome. And it, I couldn't resist this scripture. I just had to say it. I had to use it. I was actually going to shorten this down because I don't have a lot of time, I know. But this one I just had to use. Revelation 21, 6 through 7. Revelation 6 through 7. Or, and I'm sorry. That would be a long sermon. 6 through 7? Wow. 21, 6 through 7. Boy, 6 through 7, that would take a while to go through. In, but in, in verse 6, it says, He said to me, John, it is done. At that point, it's done, what was going on in Revelation. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning of the end, and the end, Jesus Christ. I will give, the, I will give of the found, fountain of water of life freely to, whom, from to, to him who is thirsty. Long week. He, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So just to wrap this up a little bit. What I wanted to do today, and it's like I say, this is a devotional, so it's not going to be super long. Next time I can go a little better in a sermon. But what I wanted to show you today, or wanted to cover, was that God does have a future promise for us. He's not just leaving us as hanging. He's, not, he's actually got something for us, a, a plan. And we'll learn about that as we approach the holy days. But for, for a review today, like I said, here's what we've learned. First, we've learned that God, once we are led by his spirit, follow him, will consider us his children. Many cultures actually, with their fake gods, or false gods, not to be offensive, but they, would, they always cherish that. But we actually will have it. We will be the children of God. And as children, 
through Jesus Christ, will have the opportunity for eternal life. In other words, my little bit of arthritis that's slowly forming in my hands will not be there. Anyone has bad eyesight, that will eventually be taken care of in something, a new body, a new, body, a new life. And then on top of that, we've, we've seen that we are co-heirs and rulers with Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. For, and it, in this case, I'm going to stop my own notes here for this. It's not for our sake that that at the feast before. It's not just for us. It's for the betterment of the world to be co-rulers. Like I said earlier, you know, like I said, KMRG. I didn't mean to mention them. And I'm not trying to promote them. But in the morning when I drive, sometimes you hear the news. And what if you could just go in there and righteously handle it? Go in there and say, hey, guys, this is an acceptable behavior. What does it take me to show you that is not acceptable behavior? And stop it before it starts. And also something else to think about. Just as a quick note on that. When you consider these promises, when you realize, reflect on these promises and this inheritance by God, you realize that the stresses of this world and the problems of this world really aren't that big a deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. As a disclaimer, yes, you have to work for a living. Yes, you have to deal with various things in life. And yes, that's the way it is in life. But you realize when it, you look at the grand theme of the life, the grand, grand theme of the plan of God, you realize you're, like I say, just to resummarize, you are the son of God. You've got eternal life. You've got a kingdom ahead of you. And you know God's going to help you. He says so anyway in his Bible. The, little, the stresses in life really don't matter to that much. Just put your problems in God's hands. So what I would like is, as we get ready, as in a couple of months we're getting ready for the feast, I would like you to reflect, study, meditate on the wonderful promises and inheritance that God will provide us because this will bring peace to us in our life when we have to face various major issues in life, realizing that, you know, God's got us covered and some of these things aren't really as major as we like to think they are. So we got a better promise ahead of us.